Today's daf, today's daf is daf Mem Zayin, page 47 in Mesechus Yavamas. We're going to back up a little bit and go two lines from the bottom of Mem Vav Amud Beis and restart the topic, restart the sugi. We really have a beautiful, beautiful, fascinating daf ahead of us, which gets into the, the kishkas, gets into the intestines of the process of Gerus, of conversion, Okay. So here we go. Tonu Rabbanon, two lines from the bottom of Mem Bav Beis. The rabbis learn, so should we. Misha Bav Amar a guy shows up and he says, I am a Ger. All right. Now, it's not some random guy. If a random guy walks in and says, listen, I'm Jewish. So, walks into Shul, you say, okay, Beseder, you're Jewish. But if somebody who we know to be a non-Jew, he's already known to be a non-Jew, walks in and he says, you know what? By the way, I just converted. I would think, let's accept him as a Jew and say, you know, we're not going to ask for documentation. Okay, whatever you say. Is that how it works? Says the Gemara, no. Tamad Laimar, itcha, which means, when somebody says they're Jewish, they have to have a chazaka, a status, of coming from a situation of Jewishness. If they're coming from a status where they were known to be a non-Jew, then they're going to have to prove their Judaism. How do I know that if somebody comes and has witnesses with him, that, that he does not need to prove it? Once the ger is dwelling with you, so now you got the yidin with him, right? The guy, so then it's okay. Now the Gemara is obviously going to be bothered by this. Like, <laughs> you got to tell me that we trust him and believe him when there's witnesses. Whenever there's witnesses, we believe that, right? So what's the whole chiddush? What's the novel idea that if a guy shows up with witnesses, that we're going to believe him? That's that's simple, okay? So the Gemara is going to uh, tear apart this brisa. But let's keep reading in the brisa. The brisa says, This... Uh, this uh, ger dwelled in your land. What does that mean? We now turn to today's daf. In the Alabaretz, I would think you only accept the ger in Eretz Yisrael. Fascinating concept. That, you know, maybe the land of Israel, which has so much holiness, is the proper environment for somebody to convert to Judaism and allow them to stay within the avira, the avira, the atmosphere of holiness and allow them to stay on course even when their, their Yiddishkeit gets tough, maybe maybe only in your land of Israel will accept converts. Maybe that's where they're supposed to live. How do you know we'll even accept a convert in Chutzlar? That's where there's all sorts of other things, distractions or things that can get in the way of their Judaism and maybe even pull them away eventually. The Torah says, with you, which means, any place that is with you, meaning even outside the land of Israel, we accept converts. Okay? In Cain, says the Gemara, one second. If we accept converts everywhere, why'd you tell me the land of Israel? It's not true. Says the Gemara, I'll tell you the difference. I'll tell you why we write Baaretz. You know why? Baaretz in Israel, Tzarech Lavi In Eretz Yisrael, you got to bring a proof if he shows up and he says, I converted. We're going to say, okay, bring a proof. But Chutz ain't Tzarech Lavi Outside of Eretz Yisrael, we're not going to demand a proof. This is the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. The sages say no. If somebody, again, has a status of being not Jewish, and they show up to the community, to a Bezdin, and they say, I am now Jewish, so whether it's in Eretz Yisrael, whether it's outside Eretz Yisrael, they're going to have to bring a proof of their Judaism. Period. Okay, that was the Brisa. Now the Gemara is going to tear apart the Brisa. We said in the Brisa, if this guy comes with witnesses... Then the pasuk tells me you could trust him. <laughs> he doesn't need documentation. It says, what? 
Why do I need a verse to tell me that if he comes with witnesses, we trust them? There's witnesses here. That's how a Bezdom works. Answers the Gemara, Amar of Sheshes. Rav Sheshes says, the Amri, the witnesses are not testifying that he converted. That, you're right, would be simple. There's no need for that halacha. But rather, you know what the witnesses are saying? Shamanu, we heard, we heard this guy converted. We, we're not, we didn't witness the conversion. But we're witnesses saying the word is out there that this guy converted. Oh, we're still going to trust these guys. So, I would say, don't believe them. They didn't see it. They just heard about it. Kamashul on the bright lets us know a tremendous leniency. And that is if the word's already out there that he converted, he doesn't need to show documentation. Why? Very simple. Because if the word's out there, the Besden itself in this other community or whatever it is, we'll find out eventually. So there's no reason for these people to start lying when they could be busted up quite simply. All right, so again, when we say in the Brisa that if he comes with Adim, we believe without documentation, the Chiddush is, even if these Adim just say we heard about it, that itself suffices. Okay, then the Brisa said, Ba'aretz, he converts in the land, in the Elabaretz. I know you can convert in Eretz Yisrael, B'chutz Taretz I know you can convert in Chutz Taretz, Tamar Lamar, Itcha, B'chom Makim She'itcha. Okay, you could convert in any location around the globe. Ask the Gemara one second. Didn't Itcha teach me about the witnesses? That if he shows up with witnesses who are dwelling with you, right? So ask the Gemara, where do you use the word Itcha to teach me that we're going to listen to them? Why do you, so, so how could the word Itcha be telling me that you could convert in any location? Says the Gemara, right? There's one Pasuk in the Torah that says, that, um, when a, when a ger, when a convert dwells amongst you, there's another book that says, ger v'soyshav v'chai imach. Seder. So they both mean with you. One with you is referring to anywhere around the globe. And one with you is referring to as long as you have these witnesses that heard about the conversion with you, that also is going to be enough. Okay. Says the Gemara. The Chum argue on the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, and they say whether in Eretzol or outside Eretzol, you always need to prove that you converted. Says the Gemara, okay, well, if you're going to say that everything's the same in Eretzol and in Chutzlaretz, it says in Eretzol, so there must be some sort of discrepancy between Israel and outside Israel. Says the Gemara, says the Gemara, we're flipping the logic on the head. You see, beforehand we said, maybe you only accept Gerim in Eretzol. Now the Gemara is saying, you know something? I would have thought to say that um, maybe in Israel, we're not going to accept converts. You know why? Fascinating. I would have thought to say, incredible, because Eretzol is such a holy place, steeped in spirituality and in holiness. So people are going to show up. And they're going to want to convert, not out of love for Hashem and His Taira, rather love out of the, for the land of Eretz Yisrael, all the goodness that the land gives. We love Eretz Yisrael. But Judaism is not dependent on the land of Israel. Unfortunately for some people it is, but that's not what it is. The Torah was given out in the desert. We became a people outside of Israel because we're a people no matter where we are. So I would have thought maybe we shouldn't allow converts in Israel because maybe they're converting for Israel. They, they want to be Israeli citizens, so to speak, right? They want to just take in the goodness of Israel. And even nowadays, where Eretzol doesn't have the total bracha, the total blessing that it's always had since the destruction 
of the Beis HaMekdash, still, there's still so many ways built into the halachic uh, um, financial system that takes care of everybody where you got to give over the leket, the fallen grain, the forgotten grain, the corner of the field, the miser ani, the miser to the poor, which are all biblical commandments. So maybe this guy wants to be part of this incredible system where he knows he's going to be taken care of financially. And that we should not accept him in the land of Israel because he may have different motives. Kamash Malon comes along the Pesach of Baaretz and lets us know, don't worry about it. Even in the land of Israel, we're going to accept the gear. Incredible, incredible Gemara. Okay, guy who has the status of being not Jewish, whether he whether he's showing up in Israel, outside Israel, he's got to bring proof that he's Jewish. You don't have to tell me that's the law. You know why? Because again, if you look back at the Brisa, Rabbi Yehuda said that you need to bring a proof in Israel, not out of Israel. And the sages who we're assuming right now are the majority say that no matter what, you need a proof. So we usually paskin, we usually rule like the majority. Says the Gemara, why does Rav Bar Abba have to quote Rabbi Yochanan to tell me we rule like the sages? Whenever it's an um, uh, individual arguing against the rabbim, against the masses, we always follow the masses. Answer the Gemara. I would say, listen, Rabbi Yehuda's got, you know, is more logical because he's got verses backing him up. To come He's got verses, uh, you know, uh, with Itcha with and Ba'aretz, Letting me know that in Israel you need proof, outside Israel you don't. And the Chum just come along and they just say, you know what? Despite your verses, we don't care. We're arguing. So I would say, listen, maybe Rabbi Yehuda with his backup should be listened to over the majority. Kamash Vilan comes on the Bechir and says, no, Halacha is still like the Chachamim. Period. End of that Gemara. Okay. Tanara Bonan. The rabbis learned, and so should we. Listen to this fascinating case. What happens if you have somebody who always was Jewish? This guy's been in your show for 30 years. Assume to be a Jew. And listen to what happens. Ready? Rabbi Yanko from Shul. Tanur one of the rabbis learned, and that's why they're rabbis. Ushvatam tzedek, you should judge with tzidkus, with righteousness, Ben Ishu, Ben Achiv, between man and his brother, Uben Geray, and convert. If you convert in Bezdin, where there's Mishpat, where there's judgment, it's a valid conversion. A guy gives himself a circumcision, hops into the mikveh, and he shows up and he says, I converted, it's not valid. A guy came in front of Rabbi Yudah, he says, Rabbi Yudah, let me tell you something. You know, I've been in your show for 30 years. But you should know, my conversion was done by myself. Now, was it a valid conversion? Nope. So now, do we have a problem or not? Listen to this amazing chap, amazing catch. You have witnesses that you converted, you know, everything. He says, nope. He says, Yesh Bonim, you got kids? Amalei Hain? He says, yeah, I got kids. Amalei says, Rebuda, Nemarato, Lip Souls, Azbechot. You know, you're now not Jewish. We're going to believe you to pass yourself up. Yato, Nemar, Lip Souls, Benecha. But your children who have a status of being Jewish, they've always been Jewish and they never had an issue with their lineage. Now, obviously, there's Judaism follows the mother anyway. But there could still be a soul, like we learned previously, an issue with the Yichas if the father's not Jewish. So let me tell you something. You yourself, all right. We're going to follow your mouth and say you're in prohibition. But your kids have a status of being Jewish. And we're not going to trust you to change their status. You know why now? It's amazing as we're going to see later. 
Because now that you're a non-Jew, we don't trust your testimony. So you can't talk about other people that have a status of being Jews. Says the Gemara, Does Rabbi Yehuda really say that he's trusted on himself and he, a father is not trusted to tell us about the kids? A father is believed to tell us who, which one of his sons gets a double portion because he's the firstborn. Right? We, we trust the father to say, if a guy's got four sons, he could point to one and say, by the way, when I die, this son is uh, Ruvain is going to get double portion. And we're going to trust the father to say that. And the same way, he's trusted to tell us which son is his firstborn. You could even say if the son has an issue with the lineage, the Chum say you're not believed. But the bottom line is, says the Gemara, Rabbi Yehuda holds that we'd believe a father to tell us if there's an issue with the kids. Why over here are we not believing him? To which the Gemara answers very simply, like we pointed out earlier, because here he's saying he's not Jewish. This is what Rabbi Yehuda told the guy. He says, listen, according to your own words, that you're not Jewish. Well, listen here. Therefore, you can't testify. You can't tell us nothing about your kids. In the other case where he's Jewish, and he's telling us who's the firstborn and who's not the firstborn. And if there's an issue with the lineage, he's a Jewish person. We're going to accept his word. But now that you just said you're not Jewish, so see you later, alligator. We're not listening. Ravina Amar, Ravina gives another reason why Rabbi Yehuda told him we're only going to trust him to tell us about himself and not the kids. He says, no. This is what Rabbi Yehuda said to him. Do you have sons? He says, hein. Do you have grandsons? Hein, yes. Amar Lai, Rabbi You can say that your children have an issue because of the Pasuk of Yakir, like we learned by the inheritance. However, your grandchildren, since there's no source of Yakir, we're not going to believe you to talk about the Enoch, the grandchildren. And we learned in Rabbi similarly, We trust the guy to tell us about his son who's a Kotan, not a Godol. What does that mean? Okay, but Gar is about to explain the difference between a katan, uh, which means younger, and a gadol, older. Like katan, katan, mamish. Younger doesn't mean like under bar mitzvah, but like gadol, gadol, mamish, and gadol doesn't mean over bar mitzvah. Ella rather katan, v'yesh leibonim, zeo gadol. If you have somebody, a child, a son who has sons, so he's called a gadol, gadol v'yin leibonim, zehu katan, we're going to put him into the status of being a katan. And therefore, the Bryce is now saying that if a person gives testimony about his son, we're only going to believe him if that son doesn't have any children. But as soon as that son has children, we no longer believe the father. The halachas like Rev... It is fascinating. The halachas like Rev Nachman Bar Yitzchak, that we don't trust the father at all because he's a guy. And uh, I'm sorry, says the Gemara, really? We learned that we pass like Ravina that he's trusted about the son, but not the grandson. So don't tell me he's not trusted at all, and that's halacha, and then tell me that halacha is he's trusted on the sons, not the son's sons. That's a contradiction. The Gemara says, that Brisa is only talking about the concept of Yakir as far as the actual inheritance. Now listen to this Gemara. This is such a beautiful, powerful Gemara that's going to take us. Well, on to Amud Beis. The next Brisa is going to teach us so many important ideas when it comes to dealing with others, whether it's our family, 
um, particularly is going to be focused on gerim, but it could even be applied to how we treat ourselves in so many ways, and we'll point out each idea as we take it apart. This Bryce is going to tell us the process of creating um, a convert. Somebody says they want to convert to Judaism. Listen to this. The rabbis learned in socially. If a ger comes and he wants to convert, nowadays what's the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash, meaning there's anti-Semitism, Klai is not in charge. Very few circumstances are people going to come with ulterior motives. Other than Tyra Mitzvah and HaKadosh Baruch right? So here we go. A guy wants to convert. I remember like we say to him, Why in the world do you want that? What are you doing? <laughs> you want to join, you like anti-Semitism? What are you doing this for? Don't you know that the Jews nowadays are pushed around where people pick on us, we're harassed. And you know what? There's Yisurim. We're held uh, accountable by HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Shemayim as well. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu deals with Jews differently than non-Jews. The more opportunity that exists for a person, the more consequences there are if you don't follow through. Listen to this. If he's so humble where he says, you know, I know about it and you're really right. I'm really not worthy of being part of such a special people. <laughs> what they call like Jewish guilt, you know. So that's a sign, says the says the Then you say, oh, if you still want to convert though, we'll take you immediately. Miyat, don't make him wait anymore. Okay? And you let him know, you let him know. Make sure he knows about the mitzvahs kalas. Mitzvahs literally means the light mitzvahs. Over here, it's referring to the daily, minute-to-minute mitzvahs of the structure of the day of a Torah Jew. You wake up in the morning, you say moda'ani, you wash your hands, you go daven, you know, so on and so forth, right? You, you go to the bathroom, you say asher yotzar, and this is the schedule of our day. Umikas mitzvahs And you also talk about the ones that are a little harder to perform so you get used to, right? You have Shabbos, you have Kashras, we also let them know about the transgression of not following through on being generous with your finances, particularly with Leket Shechopeya Maiser Ani. And the Gemara Namud Beis is going to explain why these four tzedakahs in particular are listed. And we also let them know until now you didn't have to do mitzvahs, but now that you're going to be obligated in mitzvahs, there's punishment if you don't follow through. I'm and we say to him, have a idea, don't you know? Until you convert, if you eat forbidden fats, it's not even forbidden. It's a pride, no problem. You, you can do whatever you want. There's no curries penalty. If you desecrate Shabbos, you have to honor Skila. And you're not even doing anything wrong. There's no issue. If you eat Chalev, guess what? Amazing. You tell them the consequences, but every time there's consequences, that means there's a flip side. There's an upside to this. And this is so much in how we deal with ourselves. Sometimes we're tough on ourselves, but we also, the, the problem is, we just get down about it because we focus on the hardship that we view and we don't really realize how much we've actually already accomplished and continue to accomplish in, the, in our daily lives. How many mitzvahs we perform minute to minute in the life of Yid. Right? Rav Matto Weinberg, Zechir Tzadik Levracha, was a Roshiva in Montreal. He was on a plane. 
Somebody asked him, what, uh, somebody's next time on a plane, asked him what's his favorite part of Judaism. He said, my favorite part of Judaism is that everything means everything. There's nothing that means nothing. If you're sitting on your couch lazy, that's an Avera. If you're sitting on your couch because you need space and you need to clear your mind, you're doing the right thing. If you're taking a shower, you're taking care of your hygiene, you're cleaning the body that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave you, it's a mitzvah. Everything's a mitzvah. You're either doing something right, you're doing something wrong. Every moment of our day. It's part of the beauty of what it is. And this price is letting us know that it's specific to a ger, but it's letting us know really how, how we're mechanech our children. If you just say, no, 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 you can't do this, if you do this, and Kaddish Baruch Hu's you have to explain the upside, right? The, the opportunities. We say to him, let's keep reading, let's keep learning. You should also know nowadays is not all, you know, it's not all easy and it's not all hard. We're just being open and honest with what's happening over here, right? There's, there is anti-Semitism, but there's a lot of pros of being part of such a special people, being part of a community, being involved. Being a being a member of Klal Yisrael, there's a lot of there, there's a lot of opportunity that uh, comes along with that. The Ain Marbin Allah at the same time says the Brisa beautiful. Don't have TMI. Don't give too much information. Don't overwhelm this person who's coming to convert and be like, you have to know every last thing. Sometimes we're very hard on people. Like you can't do this until you know every last. It's like what it. <laughs> no human being knows everything. The same way we make mistakes and we don't know everything and we're growing, we have to allow this potential convert to do the, thing, the same things. And also, also, we're not medactic, we're not so specific and harsh and strict with the person. Okay? We don't give like every last detail. It's, you have to give like a nice, honest overview of what it looks like in the life of a Yid with the opportunities and the consequences. Kibel, if he still accepts the mitzvahs, listen to this. Molin say miyad, stop waiting. There's no mitzvah to wait anymore. He's in on this, miyad, immediately, you give a bris milah. Nishtar b'yitzism, akman asamila, Gemara's going to explain why you got to get into this right now. But if there's an issue with the milah in that, the, the, the cut left behind too much of a membrane covering over the, the, the tip of the makamila, chayzir molin say shniya. So you go back and do it again, you got to make sure it's a, it's a uh, valid mila, okay? That's obvious, so we'll, we'll get into, you know, the, why we're mentioning this halachi here. Nisrape, once his bris mila is no longer um, cut, meaning it's no longer bleeding, so now he goes to the mikvah. There were two tamidicham who were standing over him, which the Gemara later on is going to change to three. Because we know you need three. And again, they remind him of the daily mitzvahs in the life of a yid. And some of the bigger mitzvahs. He goes to mikveh, comes out. He's a Yisrael, no matter what, completely. And the Gemara later on, on the bottom of our Omar, is going to let us know that what called Devarav means, even if he goes off a derech afterwards, his children. Are, he becomes Yisrael Mummer, he's not considered a guy. He's called Yisrael Mummer and it's not going to impact the yichus of his children. Isha, let's say it's a woman converting. So instead of having the men there letting her know uh, and overseeing the tefillah, you have women there 
who tell her to cover herself in water up until her neck. She covers herself in water, she keeps her neck out. You have two to be outside the room who, um, who uh, are going to call out and and, uh, and let her know. Again, reminder of the Mitzvah's the the daily the regular standard mitzvahs of a daily in the daily life of a yid, umitzas mitzvahs chamures, and some of the larger ones as well. All right, peseder. Echad ger vechad echad meshuchar says the says the gemara to end off. By the way, when you go to the mikvah, whether you're a complete non-Jew who's becoming Jewish, or whether you were an eved kenani who was like already obligated in some mitzvahs, who's now being free and becoming a complete yid. So this applies to a, a, a regular convert in Eved, and also somebody who's being Tevel in the place of Nida, which means you need a completely kosher mikvah. And also when you go to the mikvah, make sure there's no chatzitzas. Chatzitzas are separations on our body. The water has to completely surround the body without any, uh, anything intercepting the water on the way. And therefore, you, know, you shouldn't be wearing rings and jewelry, whatever's there. So whatever's a chotzitz betvila, chotzitz begar of ever meshuchar benida. Also, these halachas apply to everybody else who's going to the mikvah, whether it's for conversion, whether it's for purity. You're not allowed to have a chatzitza. Period. End of that brisa. Amar Mar. The Tana taught us about that brisa. Fascinating stuff. Listen to this. Ger If you have a ger that comes to convert, and as we explained previously, why you called a ger? Already, you didn't convert yet. Should be a guy. Shabbalah's guy. The reason we're calling a ger is because of the the Maimer Chazal, the statement of the sage that lets us know that any future ger, any future convert, also stood with us at Har Sinai. Okay. Not only did the neshamas of the yidden and all yidden for all eternity were at Har Sinai, but even anybody would convert. So we're already calling them a ger. Ger that comes to convert. Very interesting. Light. We say to the ger, Ma'ra Isa Shabbalah's guy. Why? Why? Why are you coming? Do you, do you know what the Jewish people go through? And we let him know some of the some of the regular, you know, mitzvahs kalis, mitzvahs chamuris, my taima, deep parish nifra. I shall tell you why. Because if he gives up, he's like, you know what? You're right. I'll just be a good guy. I'll keep the shevet mitzvah noyach. I'm content with that. That's what we want. To Yomar, Reb Chalba, Reb Chalba says, Koshim gerim niso, kisapachas, tachsev, vinilva hager, aleyam, venispecha, abes Yaakov, converts, to Klai Yisrael are as harsh as a sapachas, which is a type of taras, um, meaning it's it's difficult as a community to have the converts. Fascinating, fascinating statement. But unfortunately, um, and and this is the you know this is an unfortunate reality that converts have to deal with, and that is as much as there's a mitzvah of hafta masager, which each and every one of us individually must keep in mind. That obligation to, to, to say that it's going to become the culture of a community is not so common. It's not so common. And sometimes you'll have people who are gerim, and they might end up with their children having shidduchim problems, and they might have this and that. You need to be ready for everything. right? The, the, when a person converts, they have to, you know, uh, as difficult as that is, at the, uh, the, it's, it's an unfortunate uh, reality, and... It's an additional obligation that's put on the community, and hopefully we're a type of community that can follow through on, on that obligation. Okay? That's, uh, that's one explanation. Other explanations is that, you know, sometimes when people convert, 
they're a lot more medaktik and mitzvos than a what we'll call an FFB a from from birth. Okay, so you know when somebody's born into something, you take it a lot more, uh, you know, a, a lot more natural, and you may be a little more lax. While when people convert and they're all in and they want to come and they're they're more careful about these specifics, so they can make the FFBs, we'll call them, look uh, not not so good. And that's what it means. It's like a sapacha. It's kind of like creates saras uh, on on the skin. Okay. I'm sorry. And we let them know about these financial obligations of Lekat, Shekha, Peya, and Maiser Ani. My time, why? Why are we mentioning these things? We know Ben Noyach is obligated even for stealing for less than the value of a Shavar Pruta. The Mabul took place because that's how they would steal from each other. And it's not given to return. Okay. Meaning that when you have a Jew, if you steal anything, you got to return it. By a Ben Noyach, since there's no mitzvah of a once you steal it, you are obligated. That's it. It's like, a, it's like a, you know, you're in. It's very, it's very limited opportunity for tshuva. And therefore, uh, Ben Noyach, we're, uh, we're a lot more concerned about less value. So we let him know that he's going to have to give these particular mitzvahs, and this way, maybe he'll he'll uh, you know realize the generosity that uh, and the extent of the generosity that really takes place within the uh, halachic community. Okay, gvalik. The ein marbin Allah ve'imadaknulav. We don't give him too much information, meaning don't overwhelm him. You don't have to. T- he doesn't have to learn everything right away. And we also are not so medactic with him. We don't, we're not so makbid and strict that he has to know every last detail. Amr of Lazar, my car, where do you see that from? Says Gemara, amazing. Ready? Rus. Naomi and Rus. Listen to this. When the mother-in-law Naomi saw that Rus was serious, she stopped trying to convince her not to convert. She said, okay, you're serious? Peseder. You don't have to keep going. Gemara explains what happened. Amr Lay, Naomi said to Rus, I don't know if you want to be from, I don't know if you want to be Jewish. You know why? Tchom Shabbos. Can't go too far on Shabbos. Says that. Wherever you go, I'll go. It's fine. Yeah. Until now, you're only forbidden if you have adultery. Now you can't even have Yichud. Says, okay, it's okay. However you live, that's how I'm going to live. Wherever you sleep, that's how I'm going to sleep. It's fine with me. He says, listen, you're jumping from seven mitzvahs to 613. Your nation is my nation. That's okay. I want to be a Jew. You can't worship idols. Your God is my God. There's capital punishment. Okay. Wherever you die, I'll die. You know, if people are big Rashaim, they can't even be buried in a Jewish cemetery. Maybe you want to be buried in a Jewish cemetery, that's why you want to convert. No, wherever I end up being buried, that's where I'd be buried. Naomi saw that Rus was strict, meaning, I'm sorry, was firm. She wasn't backing down. These things weren't scaring her. What'd she do? She helped her convert, finished. If the non-Jew who came to convert is makabel, these conditions, so to speak, we say, okay, here, you can convert. My timer. 
Why do we give him a bris mila right away? You know why? Why wait? You got a mitzvah to do? Get cracking. Once we know we're going to convert, why are you waiting? What are you doing? If there are parts of the skin that were not cut off properly in the makam hamila. Okay, now, the, on the makam hamila, there's really two parts. There's a foreskin, there's a skin that lays on top, plus a membrane that sits underneath. They both need to be cut. So, if there are some strands from the membrane or from the foreskin that are still there that get in the way, that make it not a valid brismila, so you got to do it again. Says the Gemara, let's explain what, what, like, what's going on. We learned in the Mishnah, following things are considered tzitzim, that make it not a kosher mila, if you have flesh that wasn't cut enough and it still continues to cover a majority of the atara, the crown of the aver. And also, if a person has that, you're not, it's, it's not a valid mila, you're also not allowed to eat shumah, you're considered an aral. The Yomar of Yirmi Barab, Amar Rav, Yirmi Rav says the name of Rav, what does it mean, majority? It means majority of the length, of the height of the Atarah. As soon as his bris heals, we put him into the mikvah. If it hasn't healed yet, we don't put him in the mikvah. You know why? My taima, what's the reason? Because we know if there's blood and there's bleeding, we don't want there to be water because that gets in the way of the healing process. So we wait for the healing process to complete and then he'll go to the mikvah. There were two Tamedicham who stood and made sure that this process was done. Ask the Gemara. Yeah, you need three Dayanam. Why are only two there? She says, Gemara, you're right. It was three people. Okay. Next part of the Brisa. Tava Va'ala. Once this ger has a bris mila, and he goes to the mikveh, and he comes up, harayuki Yisrael, l'chol devarav, he is a Jew for all matters. What does that mean? which halacha, the hadar Yisrael, if he goes off the derech, and marries a Jewish girl, Yisrael mummer he's not called a non-Jew. He's called a Yisrael mummer. Okay? The kedusha of kedushin and his marriages are valid. Echad ger v'echad ebed and this applies, the, the immersion process applies both to somebody who is uh, becoming a complete ger, completely not Jewish to becoming Jewish, or somebody who's just being freed as an Ebed Kenani. Says the Gemara, I would have thought to say, which means that both the ger and the Ebed need to have a complete acceptance of mitzvahs in order to become Jewish. Now, is that true? Vramin, I'll ask you a contradiction. When do we say that when they go to the mikvah, they need to be told about the mitzvah's kalas, the mitzvah's hamurus, a full acceptance of everything? When's that true? Beger. That's my regular convert. But you have a servant that's being freed, and they're already partially Jewish, so to speak. They're already obligated in mitzvahs like a woman. You don't need kabbalah some mitzvahs. So why are you telling me you do? Amar of Sheshes, like Kash, no question. Ha, Rabbi Shimon, Ben, Allah, when do we say you do not need Kabbalah's mitzvahs? That's the pin of Rashim and Lazar. Ha, Rabban. Rabban said you do need another Kabbalah's mitzvahs. How do you know that? The Tani will learn to the By the Eishas Yifas Toyar, the woman, when the, men, the Jewish men go out 
uh, into battle. And they come back with an Eishah Shifas Tayar, right? The nations used to try to beautify their women and put them out there so that the Jewish soldiers will sin with them. And they knew that's how they're going to win the battles. It's fascinating how the, the, the nations of the world knew that the only way for them to win is by trying to get the Jewish people to sin. So there's Allah. Um, in Parshish Kisaytzeh of Aisha Shifas Tayyar, the Jewish soldiers were allowed to were allowed to take these women back home with them, and they she says you shave their head, and she cries over her mother and father, and and then you're allowed to take her as a wife. When is that true? That is only if she's not makabel ol mitzvah. But if she was makabel ol mitzvah, you don't need to wait and shave her head. If she wants to convert, if she's willing to be makabel Torah mitzvahs, that's okay. But if Shemar Allah says, Afa Kibla if she's not Makabal Torah and Mitzvah, listen to this. Still, Kaifa You know what we're gonna do? We'll say it like this go to the mikvah, you're now a Shivcha Kinanis. And then go to the mikvah again and say, Okay, now you're not a Shivcha Kinanis, now you are a full fledged Jewish woman without Kabbalah's mitzvah. and then he frees her, umutter miyad. And he's mutter to marry her right away. So says the Gemara. You see from here that we have a machlekos in Tanakama and Rishim ben Elazar whether making a woman an Eved and then completely a Jew and then putting her in the mikvah again and making her a Jew is going to be valid without complete kabbalas o mitzvahs. Tanakama says it's still not valid. Rishim ben Elazar says it was okay. He says no, Seder. Since she was already a Shivcha Kananis, and now the mikvah is only coming to remove the Shivcha Kananis standis and make her a complete, um, a complete uh, Jew, you don't even need Kabbalah's, uh, you don't even need Kabbalah's mitzvahs. Beautiful. Okay, we'll hold it here for today in Bezhem. Tomorrow we're going to get into the nitty gritty of this conversation, getting into if somebody's already an Eved or a Shivcha. And now, conver- and now their tvila, their immersion, is only coming to remove the avdus, as opposed to you know, as opposed to them starting from scratch. Whether you need kabbalah sal mitzvahs and what the sources are, we'll hold it here for today. Agutavach, everybody, um, and uh, we'll pick up Eshem tomorrow morning, nine thirty a.m.